program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Okay, welcome in to another edition of the tailgate. Jeff will be in here shortly and then he'll be out of here after that because... he won't be in for the rest of the week. Of course, he's got the FSU game to do tomorrow night and then up at Jacksonville and then goes right away up to Georgia the next day um, because they are playing a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think they have two in a row Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, hey, maybe they'll be actually be on TV. Although, of course, maybe Jeff doesn't want to go to Georgia. <laughs> Uh, because of the way Florida finished their series with LSU with those two bad losses. Well, it was, it was like 25-6 to six was the combined score. Uh, I had it written down, but I left it. I was talking about it on my podcast today. And, uh, of course, uh, wasn't a great weekend around here. Uh, they did some, I mean, some good things happened, but not a lot of good things in Gainesville. And that, that because baseball goes one and two – Softball comes back to win the last game to save one game out of that series. So not the greatest weekend. Uh, it was a bad weekend for a lot of people, believe me. I, I I cannot tell you how bad my weekend was, but I know most of you probably don't care about it. Uh, but the, the bad thing is I, I, I had got food poisoning at a wedding Saturday, I thought. And I, I kept insisting it was food poisoning. I know what food poisoning – feels like I know what it um I I know there was a piece of meat I ate that just didn't feel right and uh of course still consumed it and um but now my wife's sick and she's throwing up and I'm sure it's a much more feminine throw up than mine was mine are bad I got I had a sore throat afterwards it was so bad so we have that going we also have people in our house um fixing all our pipes because uh we have a slab leak there's a lot of fun, fun times, good times. But it was great seeing my family again. A uh, lot going on here, uh, even today. We had Pro Day today. The numbers aren't overwhelming. There was the, the, the biggest number out of Pro Day was the number of head coaches who showed up. That would be zero. Now, last year that wasn't that way. I mean, because you had some great players, obviously. You had Trask and, and – um, um, you know, Pitts, obviously, everybody was looking at Pitts. Um, who else was uh, – uh, uh, I'm, I'm blanking out. Uh, oh, Tony was a first-round pick. Um, but no no coaches, no general managers. At least that's what I was told. Now, I was told that by Steve Spurrier, so he would know. Uh, but, um, you know, that does kind of give you an indication of what Florida had to play with last year. That they – like the firing of Dan Mullen – you know, when the more you look back on it, wasn't about that he was that class that he was trying to bring in here um, was was a terrible class, and of course he was dealing with show cause, so he couldn't get out and recruit, but didn't seem to be putting a lot of effort into recruiting. And you know, what was it, the '70s or something when when he was fired? 
it wasn't just about that. It was about what they had done to the with their roster. Um, and that's why this roster that um, that Billy Napier is inheriting isn't necessarily loaded. I mean, it, it's going to take a while. I'm sure he's going to get a few more players out of the transfer portal and even if he makes them better. But remember how we used to brag about how Dan Mullen was a great developer of talent? He was a great developer of Kyle Trask and a lot of other quarterbacks. I mean, did he develop Tim Tebow? I can give him some credit, but not a lot. Tim Tebow was what he was. He certainly, you know, you could make that argument with, with Dak Prescott. So quarterbacks, I'll just leave it at quarterbacks. What about other players, you know? Um, and I think that, but when you look at, uh, for example, Malik Davis today, his best 40 time was 4.71. I like Malik Davis a lot. I thought he was a great uh, pass catcher, and I think he'll make it in the NFL. But 4.71, you're not running past a lot of people. Um, and you look at some of these other 40 times, and they are really bad. But you look at the, the guys that are out there, and you go, well, this is why nobody came. There's no first. I don't think Kyrie Elam's a first rounder. Maybe he will be. I mean, he did. Uh, uh, let's see what he he did not run in the fourth. He stood by his four three nine, which is good. That I mean that tells you he does have good speed. So does Pierce, who ran a four five nine at the combine. He's he didn't run today. You know, there's no point running if you run the uh, what is probably as good as you're going to run. And I think both those. I, there's no question to me. Malik Davis has a chance to make it in the NFL. I I don't think there's any question. Damian Pierce will make it. Now, again, we're talking about the running back position. The running back position, you never know, you know, because they be, have become a kind of a dime a dozen where eh, we we don't have to draft a running back. We can just get one in free agency, you know, that off somebody's scrap heap and, uh, you know, hand the ball six times a game. I mean, that, that's uh, there aren't too many Jonathan Taylors out there anymore or, or teams that are built that way. It's kind of funny that they have put their uh, eggs in the basket that is Matt Ryan who's a great thrower, and he's, he's a really accurate thrower as well, but they're built on the running game, and that's the way that offensive line is built. Maybe not built so much for pass protection. That's why Carson Wentz got sacked a lot. But I'm going off on all kinds of tangents, so let me come back to what we were talking about before, which is where Florida was. And, and I think that when you look at the fact that here's their pro day, no coaches are there, no GMs are there, you look at some of the guys, I mean, most of the guys, I don't want to say most of the guys, but a lot of the guys who did participate were transfers, and in most cases one-year guys, like Valentino and Truesdale, Newkirk. Um, just nothing there that, you know, nothing there that would make you now. Look, I, like I said, I mean, Kyrie Lim did really well. He actually did the um, – he did the what do you call it? What do you call it when you jump? The vertical is that what's vertical jump? The vertical jump he did a, a thirty-seven and a half inches, which is going to be good. I mean, people are going to like that. That's I, I mean, he could sneak into the first round. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a, in first rounds of drafts, but I may be wrong. Right. All right. So we got all that to talk about, and of course, the final four is set, and it is the it almost is a weird final four. And that you've got four teams that are the blue, or you know, as blue as you can get, other than Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's the only team that can, um, the only program that can 
say we were we were we're just as blue as any of you guys are. Yeah, except you're not. You lasted one game. And then peacocks took take care of you. You lost to the peacocks, okay? And I got a T-shirt out of it. But um, there's no doubt, you know, that uh, it it almost makes for a boring Final Four. It, it's just not a good one. I mean, I don't have anybody to really root against. Now I know a lot of people hate Duke. I don't really hate Duke. I kind of like Shashevsky and they're. There's times when I root against them. Most of the time I do root against them, but it's only because they're good. They're always good. And let me tell you what, all those teams, this is, was a great conversation I had with Coach Spurrier today off the air. Um, uh, we were doing the podcast today out at, at his restaurant, Steve Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Um, I had a great conversation with him about how he, he – how much he, he, I think he has more respect. I'm, I'm paraphrasing him here. I think he has more respect for basketball coaches than for football coaches because most basketball coaches coach, they coach their tails off. They look to their assistants to get help at occasion, but they coach their butts off. Whereas football coaches, a lot of them are very Mac Brown, the old Bobby Bowden-ish type thing. So he has certainly a lot of respect for basketball coaches. and The fact that they coach so hard throughout the game. All right. Uh, Jeff has gotten in here, and I can't wait to ask him about uh, the LSU series this weekend, but let's get Craig up on the line. What's going on, Craig? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, I was going to ask you how your weekend was, Pat, but I think you already filled that uh, in. Feel any better today? Just just imagine the sound of very loud vomiting. That's what it was. And that was before I watched Florida's pitching staff. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, drop the mic. Ouch. Yeah, so – Softball. So, yeah, you know me, I want to talk softball. And um, I, I told you guys when I went to the A&M series last week, I was a little concerned with the pitching and, and just a lot of issues that I saw in that series against, a, a, you know, not a higher-ranked SEC team. And, and after watching the series this weekend in Tennessee, you know, six, six to nothing the first game with 11 hits. I believe they had five hits with seven runs and the, the lack of offense in the first two games. Looking at this team's schedule coming up, their next eight games are all against highly ranked teams. And even the game that they have um, this Wednesday against UCF, I mean, they've won 18 in a row. What are y'all's thoughts on where this team can go and what they can do to, you know, at least take five of the next eight to – you know, keep keep their record intact. Well, they're a um, – you know, I, I will say this. Natalie Lugo kind of saved the weekend yesterday. So that was that was the best thing that happened there. But, um, I, yeah, I was surprised by that. And I've been I, – I think that sometimes – and I think this is the same case with baseball. We think we have this figured out and we, we don't. And then you get into SEC play and these people know you and they, they know everything, all your tendencies and everything. Uh, but it certainly was not a good weekend. I, I just feel this way about both the baseball and softball teams. You and and look, it's and I talked about this in my podcast. It is hard to be special around here. Okay, you you don't you can't be a special team unless you at least go to Omaha and Oklahoma City, because that's the way it is at the University of Florida. I don't sense that these are special teams in, in either side, either baseball or softball. Yeah, um, you know, and listen, this was Hightower's first loss on, on Friday night, so, don't, I mean, it happens. Barco even lost to Miami, and, you know, yeah. listen how he turned around. Um, 
Now, Delbry has to certainly be better, and I agree with Lugo saving the weekend. Remember, it was it was Natalie that took the, the other two losses, so right. it was good for her to bounce back. I don't think you can freak out just yet. Just like, l- listen, after the, the baseball game on Friday night, I think Sully and, gosh, myself and probably majority of that team are thinking, we're, we're at the best we are right now. We just destroyed LSU on Friday night. Everything's going great, and then... All of a sudden, you lose two games because you couldn't they, hit. They didn't just so, lose. Yeah, they got pounded. <laughs> but I, I think it's that same way. Listen, there, there's adjustments that, that need to be made. Things are going to happen. But Tim Walton's a really, really good coach, and he'll figure out what's going on and what he needs to adjust and what he needs to fix, and he'll, he'll make them better. I mean, this is a team that's only lost, what, four or five times now still this year. Five, yeah. So um, – I think but you have five to look and at four it. now in the league. Yeah, so I get it. You have but to you're five look at it four, that way, you're, Craig. You're like a game out of first. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. They'll, but yeah, no, and I, Jeff, I'm I'm with you 100. percent I mean, it's it's you, you can't get stressed or, or worry this. I mean, really, this early, you still got half the season left for softball, and you got a lot of season left for baseball. It's just, I think, it's just kind of. I think Pat, you made a great comment. I believe it was last week when you when all the anger about Mike White and how Florida fans are are just so frustrated because basketball and and, and football is not doing well. They need something to grab a hold of, and, and you know, typically we grab a hold of the softball and the baseball because right. they, they typically you know do very well. And gymnastics, just, but that but gymnastics is a even though it's a great crowd and and it's probably the second most popular sport here at Florida in terms of crowds, it still is a little bit of a niche sport. Not everybody gets into the gymnastics. Most people have played baseball, so they they get into it and have people. They know a lot of people that have played softball, and softball certainly is so similar to baseball that that people, I think, gravitate. I think in bigger numbers. Yeah, probably more. But I mean, Craig. So look at the just the two games. So Florida gets shut out with the first game. Right. And the Tennessee pitcher that beat them with the shutout then is the one that took the loss on Sunday. So just two days later, they made the adjustments on her and they, and they figured out and got better. So yeah. hopefully yeah. They, can, they can do that the rest of the way. And you see the same person a couple of times, you do make those adjustments. And you know, just, it was just unfortunate they couldn't score a bunch. But it, this is an offense that, that tears things up. And I think you, you don't want to be playing your best right now by any means. No. So by the time it's all said and done, you have a lot of youngsters on this team that will be better. And we'll see the the type of pitching and the type of mindset it takes to to win in the SEC, and and I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I like I said, just wanted to get y'all thoughts. I got one hundred and eighty percent support here, and uh, so you got a big game coming up on Wednesday and a big yep. series over the weekend. So hopefully, the pitching, uh, uh, you know, we'll be able to start hitting the ball, and the pitching will calm down a little bit. We'll be able to get a few wins. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's the thing is we'll see how what adjustments are made and for on both sides with both uh, coaches. But yeah, it is early and, and there is a sense. I do think there is a little bit of a sense of panic uh, among the fan base and that they're like, but you know, maybe the best thing for these two teams to do is play away from home because, you know, uh, obviously playing super regionals at home hasn't been good lately for Florida. Yeah. But going in, going into the LSU series, the Gators were 23. I'm saying softball. Know, but twenty three and four in their last twenty seven games of the Florida ballpark. Yeah, so playing at home's fine. Yeah. Playing at uh, road's fine. <laughs> well, hey, we're fans, right? We, we, yep. we call and we talk, and, and we're not we're not there. We're not playing the game, so we 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 just that's why we have the talk show, right? So we can call in. And that's right. Vent our frustrations, and, and we we know it's going to get uh, hopefully it'll get better. So, well, guys, always enjoy talking to you. Y'all have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, Craig, appreciate you.
All right, we'll take a break. We will uh, we'll reset, get those uh, phone lines cranking again at 392-8255 and talk about all the stuff that's going on here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Tori Edwards. Florida football is hosting its annual Pro Day today where Gators prospects will be participating in workouts in front of NFL general managers, coaches, and scouts. Some notable names working out today include Damian Pierce, Malik Davis, Zachary Carter, Kair Elam, Stuart Reese, and Gene DeLance. In Gators men's hoops, Point guard Tyree Appleby will return to college basketball next season for his fifth year of eligibility, but is leaning towards transferring, according to Graham Hall of the Gainesville Sun. Sticking to the court in women's basketball, one seed North Carolina State will go head-to-head with two seed UConn in the Elite Eight tonight. You can catch live coverage of that matchup right here at 645. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Tori Edwards. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC 043073. From the diamond to the dugout, we are your home for Florida Gator baseball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gator. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online. All right, we are back. Appreciate all of uh, our listeners 
which I get. It's amazing how many people do listen to the show. Sometimes I think we're talking to air, but I mean, I, I get people all the time that come up to me in restaurants and everything saying, oh, man, I love it when you and Jeff go at it. So we need to fake some uh, things we don't agree on. Like they do Did you ESPN, think last night was ESPN. fake? No, I don't. I didn't either. I was watching it live. I, you, I and well, I wasn't so was Karen, yeah. I wasn't really watching it or paying attention. I was like flipping through stuff and it was nine thirty. I was oh the Oscars are on, I'll just put it on in the background. And then I just happened to be like watching that part and I was like, Oh my god. Like I think that's real. Well, there was part of me that was like at first I well, obviously what he did is wrong. Yes. I mean, it's just wrong. Um, but there was part of me that goes, hey, you know, Chris, why didn't you kind of take a swing back? And I went, wait a minute, this guy trained to be Ali. You don't want to fight that guy, okay? Yeah, and a guy that's psycho. <laughs> he is psycho. But the weird, the weirdest part about all of it is this is a guy that doesn't cuss, like in his movies or anything. Yeah. Like he just won't do it. And then well, he's sitting there he dropping F-bombs on the Oscars. Maybe he does at home. I guess. But... Yeah, very, very strange. But and the weird part was, I don't well, know if you saw some of the videos. That or or Shaq, Shaq winning an Oscar. Shaq won an Oscar yeah. for still for that. Video. Like that. That's the weirdest. Oh, it's live and, television thing you'll ever Karen, see. Karen, I agree with Karen on this. She says, you know, it 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 took away from his Oscar, but it took away from sure. the whole night. Yeah. Everybody's Oscar. And he was laughing at the joke originally, but then probably looked at Jada, who was rolling her yeah. eyes, and he's like, uh-oh, I better do something. Well, I better go up and so, do it. So I don't have to wear it at home tonight. There's probably, a, like, rolled eyes mean go slap him. Yes. <laughs> but that's, yeah, weird. So it was weird. We shall see. All right, let's get back to the phones and talk to John next. John, what's up? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Uh, Jeff, uh, not not to say, Pat, that you don't banter with Jeff, but I used to love when you and Adam used to go out. You guys oh. used to, like, say, go, we're going to go play tennis, and you'd say you'd kick his butt, and he says, no way, and you just go, guys used to go back and forth. Yeah, we, was, we still never had that tennis match, John, but I guarantee right. you he would not even win two games. Right, there you go. Hey, um, I'm blaming, I'm blaming the woes right now on baseball and softball and the COVID because – I remember baseball started like what fifteen and no two years ago before COVID, and we lost our last game unfortunately at McKeithen against Florida State, and it just seems like I don't know. We're just I mean I'm not saying we're in a funk, but it just seems that like things aren't right right now. So I hope we can just like you say. I know it's early in the season, you know. Both we'll see. I mean, it'd be good. Big maybe sweep Georgia. That would be pretty cool. And, well, uh, I, it's funny. Uh, they're apparently their weekend pitcher, Sunday pitchers. I forget. Yeah, they lost. They lost two out of three too. Well, and I was watching this crappy Kentucky team. I, I flipped on their game, and they were losing twelve to nothing. Yeah, I'm like, what is going yeah. on this in this conference? But yeah, no. Look, I mean, Florida. Yeah, I mean, don't forget the softball team did go to the super regionals and they hosted them, and they obviously didn't get get it done there. But that's the that's the standard is going to Oklahoma City with that. Oh, yeah, right. And it's certainly the yep. standard for baseball, Jeff, don't you think? Mm-hmm. No question. Um, switching to to March Madness, that's another reason why I called. But I'm I'm, I'm pretty cool. This this is a pretty exciting matchup between Duke and North Carolina. One last matchup for, for Coach K. You know, early in his career, I, I couldn't I couldn't stand Duke. You know, I rooted hard back in the 80s when – when uh, Duke finally made the, the final game against some, you know, never never nervous Purvis Ellison, you know, and I'm, I was glad he won that. But over the years, I've started to like, like I told you guys last week, I've started to respect Duke and what 
Coach Shashevsky has gone back and back in the day. So I really hope he he kind of you know kicks it in and gets a final one. That would be pretty cool. That maybe his players can carry him off on their shoulders. So that'd be pretty cool. John, I think that as you get older, and you're not anywhere near as old as me, but as you get older, uh, I'm, I'm, I just turned sixty. So well, you start to respect the guys who are doing it right. And doing and 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 you realize how good they are. Like Saban, for example, I become in my later years a huge Nick Saban fan, and I think right. the same with Coach K. I mean, there were times when I didn't really like him, but then I would listen to what he was saying, you know, to players and stuff. I I think he's a little a little full of himself at times, but um, you know, you I gotta be, you know, when you're when you've been you around. Do. That long, yeah, but know? I mean, yeah, if I'd done what he'd done, I'd be full of myself. I mean, how many right. gold medals do I have? Zero. Okay. You know, it's like we, you know, I I rooted hard for Arkansas. You know, forty minutes of hell when when I still think that we got jobbed in the, you know, the, no, it wasn't the a charge for, that call. I know, I but you know, you know, live on and so anyway, that's that's a take so. I'm not. A, I've never been a Kansas fan, you know, because they've had Roy Williams and Bill Self. Now, I mean, you know, their history. There's like you said earlier, Pat. You know, Blue Bloods. I'm not pretty much North Carolina. You know, they've had Roy Williams and Dean Smith. That'd be pretty cool if Dean Smith was still around. That would be a pretty nostalgic, you know, rematch. But anyway, just guys, show and anyway, and I'll holler at you guys later. All right, John. Thank yeah, you. You know, um, I, I've never. I'm. I don't like self was involved in some of that stuff and and all they did was give him a lifetime contract and as they did at Auburn with 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 Pearl I I I'm not a huge Bruce Self fan not a, certainly not a huge Kansas fan however um I did hang out with Kansas people at the regional in Omaha that one year mm. and they were I I I coined this phrase in and it's and it's true they are like Kentucky fans, except younger and drunker. And they, I will tell you, they flashed the crowd at one point during the game the other day, and it was a fairly young, young. When I say young, I'm saying people in their 30s, yeah. not not like it. Like my age. Well, yeah, but if you go to a Kentucky game, there's a lot of blue hairs there, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then every one of them had a giant beer. <laughs> every one of them. And I'm like, yeah, those kind of are my people. But, um, I the way they played that second half, I could I could watch that go f- all all day because obviously that was my last negative rooting yes, interest. Had, had to beat that team. Oh yeah, that get them out of there. When, when they're up at halftime, I'm scared. <laughs> I I'm thinking this guy's haven't even been to a lead eight. Now they're going to go to a final four. Yeah, but it is fun to see Shashevsky living in the moment and when the when they hit the three right before the half to go up, what, 12 or 13, whatever it was, like they panned to Krzyzewski, and he's like pumping his fist. He's all yeah. into it. So he's got a renewed energy to to do yeah. this thing and, and try but, to win yeah, it. Yeah, when they kind of clinched it, um, they he knew that they had the game the other night. I mean, this was even going back to the Sweet 16 game. He was uh, really celebrating. I mean, look, he wants to – he does not want to go out with a, with a loss – but if he's, it's in the final four. He could, I think he could yeah, live. At least with that. you got there. You got there. Yeah. It is hard to believe though that they have never met North Carolina in an NCAA tournament game before. Well, they always try to separate them to a point. Yeah. But what's what was the thinking of Miami at halftime of that Miami game? They kept throwing the setup. Only one conference had ever had three teams in the final four, and that was the Big East, and 
else in the ACC look like they may do it. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. And nobody even days. thought much about the ACC this no, year. They did not. Back to the phones. We get Dakota to join us next. Hey, Dakota. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Pat. Um, I, I was there in town this weekend for Friday and Saturday. And, oh, man, I feel like the girls got Will Smith. And I feel like the boys got Sandusky in baseball. Oh, <laughs> but, um. I got two questions I want to ask you, and then I'll have to go after I ask them. Um, first, both in baseball, the the boys. Do you think it's the difference of them making it to Omaha or not is as simple as finding a Saturday and Sunday rotation pitcher? Do you think it's that easy, that simple? Uh, what's your opinion on that? And the second question is, uh, I noticed Saturday night the pitcher for LSU. Um, every time he came set, he lift, I believe it was his back leg. He lift his foot twice every time before he pitched. Thought I knew what a bulk was. Well, I don't. I think we lost him. Um, there, there are a few pitchers now that do all these strange things from the stretch. But as long as you repeat it and do the same thing every right. time, they're not calling the box. And it's so frustrating because it's not the rule of the box. Like a box should be called a box. Yeah. But they're allowing these. Guys that do hybrid windups and different things—it's really infuriating to me. So infuriating, infuriating. You're, so, you're, you're talking about you're mad at uh, yes, Hitler, mad, infuriating yes, <laughs> that. So I yes, Dakota, he he did the same thing over and over. So that's why you don't end up calling. And we've seen that a couple of times this year. I think that's the third or fourth pitcher where, by the definition of a balk, that's a balk, and I'm trying to yell at the radio, but nobody's listening to me. That that's a balk. Well, they can't hear you on, on Don. I know. But well, I do, do you think Sully was saying I do want to take this opportunity to bash the Saturday umpire. It's the worst umpire that I've ever seen ever? in my twenty five years That's of doing baseball. A lot right there. Yes. And I actually asked Mick, who was doing the T V game Saturday, what he thought and he agreed. So when What was his problem? You got, he just didn't know how to call strikes. <laughs> it was the smallest strike zone you'll ever see. And well, you've got, and that's partly why Spro struggled because there were some borderline pitches that the week before, and certainly down in Miami, getting, you got yeah, those, yeah. and and it changes the whole landscape of an inning. So that that kind of stinks. But he he obviously needs to be better. And you don't need to be hitting eight guys on Sunday. Yes, you don't need to be doing that. But to answer his question about if if the Gators had a Saturday and Sunday starter would it be in the World Series, I I can't say yes to that because. I haven't seen. They all don't the, have a second, third well, starter. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they got there and you find some guys to, to figure it out, and if Capola can come back from being hurt, then you've got a, a nice arm there. Yeah, Nesbitt still has and, been pretty good. Yeah, he's been yeah. good. But I just don't know against good pitching if Florida's good enough hitting. Yeah. Yes, like they they can hit the the crappy guys now, but they can hit the Jeff Cardozas. Correct. Well, <laughs> well actually, no, because. Somebody asked me, somebody walked in the booth Saturday or Sunday because Hilliard pitched Saturday. Was it Will Smith? Yes. The closer for the Braves? The guy that <laughs> was good on, against the Gators Saturday just kept throwing a 12-6 to six breaking ball and gave up one hit through five innings. His, who does that guy remind you of? So I thought for a second. I was like, Jeff Cardozo. He was like, no. Because he's this shorter black guy, and I'm a tall white guy, so obviously we don't even look alike. Yeah, other than that. Though. Yes, there were, but he threw this 12 to 6 breaking ball. His fastball was 90, 91 max, but he was hitting his spots and mm -hmm. pitching. 
And that's what kept the Gators off balance. He just did a really good job of doing that. So the guys that are pitching, Florida's not hitting right now. And I think teams are understanding because of how many home runs they're hitting, they're not going to give them fastballs. They're sitting a lot of breaking balls, a lot of change-ups, and the guys are taking too long to make adjustments. And Saturday and Sunday, they finally score, but not till the sixth inning in both of those games. So you're going five scoreless innings. You're taking forever. You're having two piss-poor at-bats before you finally having a good at-bat, and it's just taking too long. And by then, it was too long. Yeah, because you you don't have good enough pitching to be able to sustain that. So they need to do a better job there, but – and hopefully Sully's not listening right now, but LSU was just better. Yeah, Like, they've got four guys at the top of their order that I would take in a heartbeat to be on this team. That's how good of hitters they are. So, Well, um, I, the quote after the game that I love from them was they impose their will on us. And, yeah. You know, their will is that they want to come in here and beat you. And um, and they and they looked that way from an energy standpoint in the dugout. Yeah, well, apparently there was a lot of chirping. There was. Yeah. But – LSU then had the right to keep chirping and even pissed me off. I like started yelling <laughs> at him again through the through the radio. I'm like, I act like you've been there before and blah blah blah. But it worked. It motivated them to be better. And where these they guys haven't been there before. Yes, <laughs> and and they didn't have a lot of energy on Friday night, and they lost. And their coach challenged them to have some more energy. And right from the start, they came out that way Saturday and Sunday, and it, and it won. Yeah, it's a pretty simple process. And look, I mean, it. it Softball and baseball are, are just like uh, other sports in that you can't let early adversity get in the way of you having success. And we see it happen all the time in, in other sports where guys get off to a bad start and then they, they just, oh, God, I missed my I missed my first three. I'm not going to play defense anymore, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's a little bit what happened. To, and then they get down. But I don't know that they have – look, they may have a second and third starter, but we don't know who they are. I mean – Got to find it. I mean, Sproke, maybe he gets real umpires the next time he goes out. You know, guys who actually went to an umpiring school. (laughs) We shall see. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back. Keep the uh, phone calls coming in. 392-8255. That's the number to join us here on the tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM. WRUF. The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch 
lunch breaks in between the many jobs. From game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook, we're here to help. Whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game, we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete. So check them out online at adamsribco.com, but be prepared to drool when you see the menu, or better yet, stop by their dining location on 13th Street or the place that Northwest Gainesville has fallen in love with, the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd, right across the street from Publix. You still can't find them? Just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you. 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 124-9384. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sky starting off mostly clear tonight with temperatures falling into the lower 60s before midnight. Low temperatures before daybreak in the mid-50s with areas of dense fog likely, especially toward interior counties. That'll burn off by the mid-morning and lots of sunshine tomorrow afternoon. High temperatures in the mid-80s. We get even warmer on Wednesday with highs in the upper 80s. Rain chances start to rise by Thursday. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. The bottom line about the quarterback situation is because they're so important, and there are only so many of them that are actually elite. Either you have one or you don't. So what happens when someone doesn't have one? They start squinting and seeing what they want to see. Daniel Jones, yeah, he can run and he can throw. That's why the Mitchell Trubisky thing was all right, because based on what was available for them, they went out and got the most athletic guy. They How's that look now? Key, J, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Gardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM. WRUF and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Man, we have gone from it's funny what's on that second TV all the time. We went when I got in here, I can't remember what it was. Then it was Judge Judy, and now it's two broke girls. How do you even know what two broke girls is? I, I will you watch it. I will stop and watch it for a brief period of time because those are two very attractive ones. Then I have to turn it off because Karen may be coming in. You know they're like 50 years younger than you. No, they're not. That, In fact, I if you can tell me the woman who was on the left, her name is Kat. The br- brunette? Yes. What movie she was in. Um, the werewolf one with the... Narrow it narrow down <laughs> in the world. With uh, Matthew Pinkinson or Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, no. The answer is 40-year-old virgin. She really? was a daughter. Okay. Uh, uh, that Remember she walks in on him? And they're trying to get condoms oh, yes. on. 
<laughs> I do remember that. That movie is it's funnier every time I watch it. It's kind of like uh, old school. Like old school, I didn't like the first time. But I, now I, if it comes on, i got to watch it. Just because I know what's coming. You yeah, know? that's good. That's where we all like learn. Like getting shot with a dart. Earmuffs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get uh, Steve to join us next. Steve, what's up? You know, I've just lost all respect for you guys with this comment about two broke girls. I just can't believe what I just heard. But uh, unbelievable. I don't watch it. I've watch never it. watched it. I don't I, watch it, watch think- it. Thank goodness one of you is not watching it. Uh, I stop so. on it and I to, and then and, and they Likely start excuse. and everyone all their dialogue is screamed. So I I, I go ah, I can't watch this. My goodness. Anyway, all right. Uh, and I'm a first time caller. I moved to Gainesville just over a year ago, and uh, you know since I'm not a Gator and I don't uh, bleed orange and blue. Um, I, I never really knew where the ESPN or our, you know, where, where the sports channel was until about six months ago when somebody finally said, oh, yeah, go here. Um, so that said, um, I, I've only been able to listen to you guys for a little while because of, you know, work and, and all those kind of things. But I've got to tell you, I was at the weekend massacre and uh, loved it. Uh, one, because I have a son that just graduated from LSU, so that was nice, and we were there in purple and gold. But uh, i got to tell you, their pitching staff is terrible. Uh, you know, some, some one of the callers that just called in asked about the weekend rotation. They don't have the pitching staff. And, again, you know what, I'm, I'm not ripping. The, this is not a pro team or anything like that. This is a college you know, college baseball, so you can't really talk about about, about that. But that goes back to the to what they're doing in the offseason and, and bringing kids in here to play and all that. And, and no, I've been lucky enough to, uh, to, to be at great programs and – had uh, had my kids at great schools, so I've, I've seen some really good things. But this was it, it was an embarrassment. It was an embarrassment to what what everybody here in this town thinks is great college athletic baseball as well as football. I think the football program. I went to two games this year, and the best game that they played was the lost Alabama. So you know you guys got to start looking outside of Gainesville and outside of the state of Florida. There's there's other athletes out there that that they're not going after. And I think that's what the problem is here is that everything is about Gainesville, Gainesville, Gainesville. It's not about national exposure. And I got to tell you, U of F has not won a national championship in baseball. Oh, that's right, one. And, yes, they could go to Omaha, which is great. But are they really national, you know, national players? Are they really in the national mix? Well, I, I got to stop you there, Steve, because since Sully came aboard in 2008, no team has gone to the World Series more than him in 15, oh, I in dis- 15 I, years. I don't disagree with you on that. Absolutely. But then how, so how are they not national players if they're going to the World Series more than anybody else? Well, okay. Well, you can go all the time, but if you don't win once once in, in you know, 15 years, okay, now, again, I'm not saying he's not doing a good but, job. No, but, no, but nobody know, else is more – one more than that either well I'll, I'll take somebody that goes every five years and wins every five years or or, or well, there's you know, nobody out there that's done that so what's the so what's the answer then the answer is the answer is to try to get there as many times you can and hopefully you get lucky enough to win yeah, it's really really right hard team. to win yeah. well it's funny because i heard on friday and i don't know who's before you i i, I really don't know the, the schedule on the, on, the, on the station yet but whoever's on before you guys talked about Creighton giving an extension to Greg McDermott 
and the Big East. It's only the Big East. They don't play the SEC schedule and all this kind of stuff. Maybe we should all look at that and, you know, and time out here. The Big East is a better basketball conference. Okay, you guys just said it. It's only two, only one time have you had three teams. Actually, in the Big East, you got nobody in there this year. It's 1985. And, and Greg McDermott, in 12 years, has gone six times, okay, uh, six times in in, uh, in NCAA play. And he's had injuries. He has a less that cool. sounds like Mike White. From, you know, so if, if that's, well, yeah, exactly. So so tell me why, tell me why then a Florida athletic department gets rid of a guy who actually does that. So I'm not saying get rid of Sullivan. Actually, I think he's a pretty good coach. But yeah, well, I think they're not going out and finally finding talent Okay, outside of Ocala and Kissimmee, and I, and I looked at the I looked at the roster this weekend, and my goodness, go for, get a guy from freaking you know Arizona or someplace. For, I mean, and I think for which one, sport, but, baseball? Yeah, and, and again, I don't have the roster in front of me, but I didn't see a starter. Yeah, you know, I think I saw one starter on the field. It was from outside of the state of yeah. They've only got two guys on the whole roster that aren't from the state of Florida, but the state of Florida is the the best baseball in the whole United States. So you're going to keep the the in-house guys, and because you only have 11.7% scholarships, if you're getting yep. Florida kids, well, then they get additional scholarships with Florida prepaid or different things like that. So you'd rather recruit the kids from Florida than go out and try to waste a whole bunch of percentage of a scholarship on some dude from Arizona or California or whatever it might be. Although that is the way Andy Lopez recruited. He'd get guys like Mark Ellis. Yeah, South Dakota, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I think it's a mix, and I think that that's the issue. I mean, I, when I go to a Florida football game, I see a you know, and again, I know you're going to say, "Well, I came from the state of Texas. It is football country," and and I you know, and I I okay, I didn't go to when I went to college. My my college was not a power, okay, TCU, but you know what? They did things differently. They brought in different talent. They brought in different recruits. They brought them outside. And now all of a sudden you can win. They're it's still the not a power. Though. Well, you know what? You know, for 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 a small a small school, the the fraction of the University of Florida, the biggest school in the state of Pep, Florida, it actually does very well. And that's what you know your your fan base expects. But but so Steve, to me the the difference though, in whatever your argument might be in, in saying that, and there's too many Florida kids you need to go outside, I don't think it's the issue that it's Florida kids. I think it, in the sport of baseball, the issue is it's all these travel ball spoiled kids. You need oh, to go I, get... I, we won't go there. Yeah, you yeah, need to right. go get the dude that's from the, the backwoods of you know that likes to fish and hunt, and he's a mean SOB, and he wants to and fight and, and compete. To play. You're, you're right. And, and I, guess, I guess that's where I was going to was that that is what you're looking for. And I don't think that's just the state of Florida. And I think you're right. You have to find the kid that, and I don't want to say grew up, you know, with no shoes or anything like that, but actually loves the sport and wants to get dirty. Yeah, and, and it means something that, to him, yeah. sure. And he's not just playing for a, an opportunity to get to the major leagues. You're absolutely correct. And But I got to tell you, I, I like you two guys. You know, I haven't been able to listen to you all the time. But you know, for uh, for how you guys present everything, you guys are really good. And you know what? I'm I'm glad I found you on the dial. And and uh, we'll can you continue listening to you? All right, Steve. Appreciate you. Thanks for uh, calling in. By the way, TCU's last bowl game was 2018. I, I don't know if he, I guess they're a power. They lost a Cheez It Bowl. 
I like some <laughs> Cheez-Its, so. All right, we need to get a break so we're not too far behind. We'll knock that out, come back, and keep things rolling. You are listening to The Tailgate. It's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Tori Edwards. Florida men's basketball point guard Tyree Appleby will return to college basketball next season for his fifth year of eligibility, but is leaning towards transferring according to Graham Hall of the Gainesville Sun. In women's college hoops, one seed North Carolina State will go head-to-head with two seed UConn in the Elite Eight tonight. You can catch live coverage of that matchup right here at 645. Florida football is hosting its annual Pro Day today where 14 former Gators and two returning will be participating in work Workouts in front of NFL general managers, coaches, and scouts. Some notable names working out today include Damian Pierce, Malik Davis, Zachary Carter, Kair Elam, Stuart Reese, and Gene DeLance. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Tori Edwards. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. You've been hearing about it. Now it's here. IDC Spectacular Storewide Spring Sale. Friday through Sunday, you save up to 20% storewide. Plus, take advantage of up to three years zero interest financing. You know when International Diamond Center has a sale, it's the real deal. And this is the big one. Designers are here with their entire collections. Rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, and yes, thousands of engagement ring mountings. I mean, you can't miss this. Up to 20% savings storewide. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only at International Diamond Center. At Celebration Point on approved credit. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. Hi, I'm the one they call James Bates, but my real name is Batesy. When I was your age, we never worried about being lit or glowing up or steez or anything like that. Uh-uh. Only thing we ever cared about was being freaking radical. I mean, high-key rad AF. And TBH, that's what I look for when I need t-shirts, pens, cups, and koozies, and the like. I go to RadWearDesigns.com. If you're not using Radwear Designs for your t-shirts, pens, cups, and koozies, then your stuff is probably sus. Like basic, and that's no cap. All lowercase. Radwaredesigns.com. Spring has sprung. And with the warmer temperatures, it's time to heat up your outdoor entertainment. Hi, this is Tom Collette at Electronics World. Upgrade your outdoor space now with the latest gear at Electronics World. With outdoor TVs from Sunbright and Samsung. Outdoor speakers from Yamaha, Sonance, Speakercraft, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. We've got everything you need to entertain your family and friends. Come see and hear for yourself at Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. They're breaking all the rules at International Diamond Center this weekend with the biggest storewide sale of the year. Extra savings on virtually everything. Friday through Sunday. Save up to 20% on all rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands. It's our annual spring storewide sale. Thousands of engagement ring mountings on sale. Plus an expanded selection of certified diamonds and all new designer jewelry. And for these three days, you can enjoy up to three years zero interest financing. Don't miss this once a year event. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. And only at International Diamond Center. At Celebration Point. Unapproved credit. We are your home for the Rays, the Lightning, and the Bucks. 
We are proud to bring Tampa to Gainesville. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Gator soccer coach Tony Amato, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back. Duels and Dozo here with you. Running out of time in the first hour, but we're here all the way until 6. So Second we'll hour, get you. we'll be joined by Jimmy DeVos. Yeah, start things off. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Let's get uh, Jeff to join us next. Jeff, what's up? Gentlemen, hey, I, I called in to uh, discuss the 12-6 uh, to 6 Uncle Charlie breaking ball, but uh, first you have to comment on um, – Steve, the LSU troll that just called in and doesn't realize that the, that the Gators in Vanderbilt have recruited the top of college baseball for the last several years, regardless of where you get the players from. I'm not really sure what – he wants us to go to the West Coast to get a couple guys. To, yeah, that doesn't make much sense. bring down the recruiting well, class. And you used, to, you used to have to do that in softball, but even then Florida softball has gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, Kendra Falby's, uh Florida from Odessa. So, I mean, that, it, but you used to have to do that. But in baseball, you, look, you were you would see guys at these, you know, uh, trials for different things or showcases or anything like that, guys like Wilkerson and Ellis. So the fact that you, you probably didn't even have to go to South Dakota to recruit them. You just offered them scholarships. Yeah, he's using a two-game a two sample size. Uh, to you know, well, to adjudicate a it makes him the team. perfect caller for this show. Indeed, <laughs> exactly as we've seen in basketball, and and uh, it, which is just ridiculous. I mean, you guys remember when um, a couple of years ago Mississippi State won the national title in baseball last year? Was it last year? Last year, and uh, and they they got beat ten uh, four, and then the Gators beat them thirteen to one. And they were gone from the SEC tournament. Yep. And they came back and won the national title. And y'all remember when uh, in 2017 when Brady Singer got beat 16 to one by Arkansas to get us out of the tournament. Yeah, in the and SEC tournament. Yep. Three weeks later, we're three weeks later we're the national champs. And so uh, for a guy to call in like that, just troll. He was just trolling us. Is basically what he was. Apparently, doing. we're the we're uh, we're the place people come to troll. <laughs> I think we got Tennessee right. Mike well, and LSU Steve, but uh, yeah, but but um, it's a new whack pack. Anyway, I mean, uh, <laughs> but anyway, you, uh, Jeff, you're talking about that uh, twelve to six breaking ball that you used to throw. Um, that's you know so infrequently thrown now. I know. I think it might be effective. It, well, yeah. every, everything is sliders now. Yeah, everything they you try to throw hard and the velocity and spin rate and different things. But no, I it's it's weird that you say that, Jeff, because I was literally sitting there, and and my son's off to a pretty good start high school wise. He's he's four and zero, so he's winning. But I mean, I I wish he could get more strikeouts. Like he hasn't necessarily had a that strikeout pitch, and you know, but I've never really gotten to the point where I need to teach him that pitch but that's what I was so effective with and by my junior year of high school that's what inevitably got me to college so I think it's something that you know you're even starting to see more in the big leagues now guys starting to do that and bring that back more because it's just it's changing the plane of the eyesight and not many people do it anymore so it is something that I think could be very effective and gosh it was evident with uh, what, what happened to the Gators on Saturday. 
Yeah, I was trying to think of some of the major leaguers that threw it. I know Barry Zito threw that. He did, yep. And and Kershaw's got a really good one. Kershaw, absolutely. Adam Wainwright, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I I get – you you know this, Jeff. I get mad when announcers refer to something as a slider that's 12-6. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be coming from some angle to make it a slider. That's what it's called a slider. It slides. That's right. And, Pat, you're – Jeff's probably too young to remember a guy – they pitched in the late 80s for the Braves named Preston Hanna. Preston he was Hanna. over the top. This was in our 12 6 curveball. Th- th- that was, was not a World Series champion team that pre- that he pitched for, I can tell you no, that. No, it was not. It really was not. But but he would if he was in the groove, he would throw it as well as anybody I've ever seen. And uh, so it's it's great to uh, and Jeff I didn't realize you you threw that that frequently, but but that uh you know, to me, that would be a very effective pitch if if people went back to it. Yep, I'm with you. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start teaching to my kid. Make sure it, it's just got to get his hands big enough because I threw I threw it as a knuckle curve. So you got to get those those hands pretty big to get that knuckle on the ball and and bring it over the top. Knuckle curve. Wow, gotcha. Wow, that, that's uh, Mike Mussina. Remember that name? That's uh, yeah, he actually threw the through the same thing. So it's uh it's effective Holy. for sure. But uh, anyway, I think Sandy Koufax was like maybe the originator of that, wasn't yep, he? Yeah, doing it. That's right. Um, Those are all pretty good uh, pitchers that we're naming. So, all right, Jeff, we got to hit the top anyway, of the hour. Gentlemen, y'all take care. All right, thank you so much. We will do that and come back. Uh, John and Porter, we've got uh, Jimmy DeBose coming up at 5 o'clock. So we will uh, do the interview with him. If you guys want to hold, you're more than welcome to. If not, feel free to call back a little bit later in the show as we have a whole nother hour to talk about Baseball, softball, what happened at Pro Day today. I was over there with, uh, with with Doring and Shane Matthews having some fun on the SEC Network. So got to uh, talk to a lot of people and enjoy it. Back with more right after this. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, Melvin Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6. You can also join our podcast, Melvin Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms. Melvin Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldenLaw.com. A new year, a new you. That's what we all like to say, and of course, we all want this one to be better than the last. But as you get out there and you try to make 2022 the best for you, be careful. There's lots of unknowns out there that will try and trip you up. But if you happen to trip on that hike through the Grand Canyon, bust your back trying to set a PR on the weight rack, or tweak a hammy trying to finish that 5K, there's a place in town that'll get you all checked out and back at it in no time. The staff at Titan MRI have been scanning the people of North Central Florida for more than 20 years. It's fast, it's easy, and the average scan time is just 15 minutes so you can get back on your way in no time. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town, and if you're worried about not having insurance, don't be. That's never a problem at Titan MRI. They just want to help you get better, and they'll even have your scan read same day. Located right in the heart of Gainesville off of Newberry Road, and now up in Lake City, access is awesome. No long walks from a parking garage, you can park right out front. So get in front of those aches and pains and tell your doctor to refer you to titan mri this program is paid for by talking reds llc 
tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, we welcome you back. It is the tailgate. Our second hour begins now. Pat Dooley, Jeff Cardozo, happy to be here with you. A lot to uh, to talk about with Pro Day today and what happened over at the uh, the indoor practice facility. But there's uh, a lot happening uh, with the rest of uh, Gator Sports in the spring. And, of course, uh, football. There is a spring game, and we're going to talk a little football now and uh, talk to one of the best to ever put on a, a Gator uniform. And you heard us talk to, uh, to Nat Moore Nat, last week about a really cool event that is coming up this weekend, and that is a, uh, a golf tournament, and uh, they're going to do an event at Spurrier's to uh, benefit the Leonard George and Willie Jackson Scholarship Endowment, and uh, joining us now to talk about that and uh, many other things is the 1975, so I was negative three years old when he did this. but uh, I was in the stands when he did look it. Look at you. Because I'm an old man. That's right. Jimmy DuBose was the uh, SEC Player of the Year, and he joins us now on the Titan MRI Hotline. Well, Jimmy, thanks for uh, for joining us. And, you know, I know this thing is near and dear to, to your heart and so many other people's hearts is uh, this scholarship and, and giving back and certainly what it means. It's, uh, it's going to be special, though, to come back and see a bunch of the ugly mugs of uh, the, the guys you got to hang out with many years ago. Yes, it's going to be. Hopefully, it's going to be a great time. Uh, certainly, will be a good time to see uh, uh, my head coach, uh, uh, Deb Dickey, and uh, some of my teammates, uh, Wayne Fields, of course, uh, Melvin Flanoy, John Williams, uh, John, uh, James Jones, uh, Wes Chandler, Nat Moore, and uh, Lee McGriff, uh, Carlos Alvarez. A lot of those guys are going to uh, – probably Steve Tannen. A lot of those guys are going to be at, at Steve's on uh, restaurant on Friday. Yeah, looking forward to that as well. We're doing the show live from there on Friday, so we'll we'll grab some people as well to do that. But uh, Jimmy, I mean, uh, by the time you got here, and so you would have gotten here what seventy two, seventy two, seventy two. I mean, had, had you had it changed? The atmosphere on campus changed because. Leonard and uh, and Willie had, had had kind of set the tone. Well, I think um, I think it uh, it had uh, uh, because we were like the third class, right? Uh, maybe that, maybe the fourth class to enter uh, after uh, Willie and Leonard. Uh, so it had changed, uh, I guess you could say, considerably to what it was when when they first arrived. So, but so that was. I don't know, you know, I can't ex- tell you what their experience was like, but when by the time we got here, um, there were, uh, we had, a, I think our class at the time was the largest class at that time of uh, African-Americans to uh, be assigned football scholarship at the University of Florida. So, you know, we were, uh, we were uh, not as close. So I think when Willie, Willie was in Sarasota, my hometown, and his class was the first to integrate the schools in Sarasota. Oh, really? So by the time I got to University of Florida, 
the, all of the schools in Sarasota were integrated. So you had African-Americans, you know, on, on, on the high school football teams, whereas with Willie, his, his class was the first. Therefore, when we got to Gainesville, it was pretty much most of the guys who were in the class that I was recruiting in were, you know, familiar with uh, or had played African-Americans before. It wasn't new to, you know, yeah. to, to the society or whatever. Yeah, actually, my first year in high school at St. Augustine High was the first year they integrated over there. And mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, it was interesting, to say the least. And certainly, um, you know, for you, uh, it, I think for anybody, for all of us, when you look back and think, I can't believe that we, it was an issue back, you know, yeah, in the late 60s, it was still an issue. I, it's hard to believe mm-hmm. that, that was it was still an issue. Yes, yes. But there was, I mean, like I say, I was, I can, uh, I recall uh, being in elementary school and being called down to go to the port of the library. And they told me and the students, uh, the students who um, lived in the neighborhood where I lived, that we were going to be going to uh, Sarasota Junior High School, which was the white middle school at that time. So that was in sixty. 1966. Yeah. And I was also a part of, in, in Sarasota County, they also integrated the Little League football uh, program. And so I was one of the first groups to, uh, students to, I was the first, in the first group of students to ever play uh, in the Little League football program, African American to play in the Little League football program in Sarasota, Florida. And, uh, and that was uh, sports. And, is an icebreaker. You know, it, it kind of got, being an athlete, uh, being a football player, playing sports, uh, kind of lessened impact that uh, you know that integration. You know that you, you know, that you experience from integration, right. and uh, you know because uh, you know we were we were well received. Like uh, African American players were well received in the league. Uh, not to say that there were some problems or some growing pain, but for the most part, uh, we were on all-star teams. We would travel, and we would be housed in, in homes, families' homes. Uh, and I don't recall any any incidents of uh, speaker. So it was, it was. By the time I got to the University of Florida, I was I was six years into it. That's and, right. Uh, and uh, so that was so it was what we had to do at the University of Florida was. Uh, uh, active and think, uh, oh, I was never part of a fraternity. The uh, fraternities, the sororities, there were no uh, groups like that. Things uh, you would find on a that you would have found on a predominantly black uh, or campus, they were not. They were absent at the University of Florida, so those things had to come. And uh, now I think they're you know, full blown. And uh, the same things that you see on all the all the ma- major uh, historical black uh, universities you see on the University of Florida campus now. So it um, makes it a little, um, a lot, you know, much better, you know, and uh, for not just the athletes but the student body as a whole. We're talking with Jimmy Debose here on the Titan MRI Hotline. Well, Jimmy, something you don't see now is the the position that you played, and it's <laughs> you know somewhat weird to to think about it because you know I think for from 
you know, the, the way people describe you, you know, you were a guy that could run over people like a fullback, but certainly you had the ability to be, to be a tailback as well. And, you know, I think for, for the younger generation that don't even know that style of football, maybe like a Mike Allstott or something like that that played for the Bucks, like you did. But um, is it weird now to see the way that the game has completely changed from when you played it and, and not having that position anymore? Yeah, it's, it's – um... You know, when I when I arrived at the University of Florida, uh, we were in an I formation. We were an I formation team, uh, and uh, then we uh, uh, so that most of the my my the first two years I was there, uh, we ran Florida ran the football from the I formation, and that was you know you had a lot of different um, styles. Uh, offenses that were being run back in, in our time, but whereas now everybody's pretty much doing the same thing. Uh, you know, you just got the one back and that's oriented. Receivers got everybody spread out. But when we played, it was you had you know, had what you call a balanced you want a balanced attack. You know, where you ran the ball some through football some, and then some of the teams like Alabama and Texas, uh, Oklahoma, they were very successful with wishbone and uh, we uh, adopted the wishbone and uh, and the rest is history yeah <laughs> so absolutely like, you, know, you, you were you, you were running back um, and the skills the same skills that you, that running backs uh, have today are the same skills that you had to have back in my time and when Jim Brown played in his time you know the skills the running back skills didn't change you got to be able to you got to be able to find the hole, and once you find and see the hole, you got to get there and, and get through it. So it's just a matter of uh, it's, it's 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 different in, in terms of how how often they throw the football and, and how you know and then how much it's not on the running game. It's a running game. I think that's the case with now. Like it's kind of passing game, and let everything is fall fall in line. So. The times were the thing. The only the difference I see in these times now is the guys are, are bigger and faster, bigger, stronger, and faster. I think that when we played because uh, now high school programs, there are high school programs who have they have a conditioning program, weight programs that are uh, that are the equivalent or better than the weight programs I came through when I was in college. <laughs> so guys are being introduced to. Uh, conditioning programs a lot earlier, and um, and 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 their uh, careers than when when I played. I remember uh, Sarasota High School we had to take weight out of the storage room, and back into lifting weights. You know, we were very excited about that. You know. <laughs> Hey, uh, I, but before we let you go, I got to ask you one question. So, is this the only weekend that you get called Jimmy Do, or is, or do you still get called Jimmy Do all the time? All, all, all the people, all the people who know me uh, <laughs> and, and grew up during those times, watch you know, watch watch you play during those times. They still call me. Uh, they still call me Jimmy Do or Do. Um, so that, that's that name. Uh, I'll I'll be stuck with that name. Oh, I love that name. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, because we sang yeah. we sang Happy Birthday to him during a, during a game one time. Nice, yes, the you student did. Section. Yes, yeah. you did. I was in the student section. 
Hey, Jimmy, I'm looking forward to seeing you Friday. We'll be out there, and I'll, I'll definitely come up and say hello. Um, and we appreciate uh, you coming on and to promote this. And, and again, well, we're, we're all behind this scholarship endowment. I just yeah, like just kind of remind people that uh, we'll be at uh, Steve Spurrier's restaurant on Friday, Friday night. Uh, so they can come out and, and see some of the former players and, and make some contributions to the uh, endowment. And we'll also be, on Saturday, we'll be at uh, Mark, Mark Bostick's golf course um, for, the golf, uh, for the golf tournament, the first inaugural, the inaugural uh, Leonard George, Willie Jackson Sr. golf tournament. And uh, so we've, uh, we've have received a lot of support uh, from some major sponsors like Nat Moore's Foundation, uh, Foles and Walkers, LLC, uh, Gainesville Coca-Cola, and also the Florida Farm Bureau Insurance Company, and, and so we we're hoping that this this inaugural function will be the first of many, and that be uh, we hope wish for a lot of success, and just want invite everybody to come out and 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 see us and be a part of it. Yeah, I believe it starts at five, right out there at Spurriers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep, Friday night. All right, Jimmy. Thank you so much, and uh, look forward to uh, getting you back to town this weekend. Okay, thank you. All right, that is the uh, Jimmy great Dew. Jimmy Do joining us on the Titan so you don't know MRI him. hotline. You don't know him because you were, like you said, minus Negative three. three years old. But when I was a student here, Jimmy Do was a, the bomb, man. Yeah. He had that huge afro that he could barely fit under his. But I, I was going to bring this up, but we were kind of losing him a little bit on the connection. In 73, when Florida goes to Auburn, they were two and four or whatever. They were terrible, and they made the change to Don Gaffney, quarterback, but they also moved DeBose to fullback, and Vince Kendrick started at tailback. So they they won. Took off. And they had a November to remember, as it was chronicle. Nice. There you go. And remember, anytime you need an MRI, your first call should be to Titan MRI. Don't uh, worry about calling a hospital and parking in a parking garage and walking for forever. You can uh, get to Titan. Park right out front. They'll get you in and out yeah. in about 15 or 20 minutes, and I'm evidence you'll be good that. to go. I am evidence of that. Yes, you are. All right. We've got about 40 minutes to chat about whatever you want in the sporting world here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday, so we'll come back and do that with everybody on the line here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Alex Twist. The Gators football pro day has begun, and 14 former Gators and two returning Gators will be participating in workouts in front of NFL general managers, coaches, and scouts. Florida baseball has fallen to number 14 in the nation after dropping two of three games to LSU last weekend. The Gators are set to take on FSU tomorrow in Jacksonville at 7 o'clock. In college hoops, John Rothstein reports that Florida point guard Tyree Appleby will return to college basketball for his fifth year. However, the team he will play on is still undetermined. Number one, North Carolina State will face off against number two, UConn, in the Women's Elite Eight today at 7 o'clock. You can tune in right here at WRUF for live coverage at 645. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alex Swist. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. 
And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. We're rolling along in 2022 as happy, healthy, and hungry as ever. You know, a big priority for me is to support as many local charities as possible. So check out the Leonardo's Facebook and Instagram pages to keep up with all of our fundraising efforts, topped off by being a title sponsor of the Bob Dooley Invitational. We're already ahead of our goal to donate $50,000 this year. So help us help the Gainesville community, baked since 1976, and it feels like we're just getting started. Ah, Jeff, did I mention the tailgate 10? The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. We are your home for the MCAA basketball tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back to the tailgate. Having a good time here on a uh, gorgeous weathered Monday, although we were indoors for the uh, pro day today in the uh, indoor practice facility. But some uh, some good things happened. Um, you know, if if you look at the the vert on some of the guys and Kyrie Elam had a good one. Yeah, he, did, he had yeah. a good good vert. And uh, Malik Davis, his was if he would have gone to the combine, would have been second best out of any running back there. He, so. you know, the thing is, I, I, I was saying this before you, you got here. I think that, that he and I think Pierce and I think Elam all be on NFL teams next year. I don't know that anybody else will. Uh, sometimes you – Is that Carter, I think? You could fall – he could fall – he's got to fall to the right team. Yeah. You know, and it's, again, he's going to be a low – not going to be a high draft pick. But he's got to it, – it's all about the opportunity you get. him. Spurrier was talking about that today with Garrett Gilbert. He thought he would do better – 
in the NFL, but you you got to be given the right chances, the right opportunities. It only takes you one. Know, Spurrier gets drafted by the 49ers. John Brody plays for 12 more years. Yeah, I know. He only has one year where he pl- was able to play when Brody was hurt. He did. I mean, he did yeah. okay. It's about getting lucky. He still made a lot of money, but yeah, still. I think he got. I think his first salary he said was twenty five grand. Jeez. <laughs> it's like that's what you make a show. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All right, back to the uh, phones we go, and it's uh, John's turn to join us next. John, what's up? Hey, thank you for taking my call. You were talking about um, Ubers. I mean, this this guy was unbelievable. Uh, I was coaching in Georgia about two years after I graduated when he was in his prime, and Florida went to the Veer. I'm not the Veer. They went to the Wishbone. And uh, he's playing fullback. I come in on Sunday morning for Yoke. We break down film and all that. And my head coach, who had won two state championships, played his effort, he says, this kid, Dubos, is incredible. I said, yeah, I think so. He said, look, he hits the hole. When he hits the hole, he's a fullback. When he gets through, he's a running back. He said, he... He's the best running back I have ever seen in my life. He was very good. I remember they're playing Mississippi State, first play of the game. They just do a put it in his belly. And the thing was, what made them so good, and they were a great team at 75. They just screwed up against Georgia, as most teams did That's right. in those days. In those days. Uh, but he um, – you know, he runs 80 yards on the first play of the game, you know, so nobody, right. nobody caught him from behind. I know that. Hey, he rushed for over 1,300 yards. Yep, he did. Well, and there was a lot of – and the, the speed they had in the backfield was incredible. So you ha- you couldn't cheat on him. The, that's no. the thing. You couldn't say, hey, we're going to make sure that this guy doesn't beat us because then they'd well, gap me keep it. They'd green, pitch it. We had green – Bronson, uh, Bronson and yeah. uh, Branson. We had running backs of the yin yang. But uh, with that said, uh, he was unbelievable. He was he was un, just un, unbelievable. All right. Anything else, John? Thank you for taking uh, my yeah, call. We appreciate you. Yeah, he was. Uh... A good one. Everything you hear was, uh, was yeah. pretty special. Let's get Porter to join us next. Porter, what's up? Hey, guys. A bunch of stuff I want to touch on. Uh, first, before I forget, Pat, you were mentioning Bennigan's last week, and I, I can't uh, uh, can't agree with you more. Um, we always remember things, for some reason, as being better when we were kids. As we get older, you know, I remember looking back thinking, man, Godfather's Pizza was really good, and it, it wasn't. My expectations were not as good. But Bennigan's, that one on Archer Road, was really good. And I found out later when I went to another Bennigan's, and it wasn't nearly as good. But um, No, that, I, was I, a, I, that was a great place. I don't know why it was. They were, the people that worked there were really good, too. And I, I, I got to be really close friends with a lot of them. So, uh, yeah, but I, that was my hangout when I was first got divorced. Well, as they kind of began to pop up, I remember uh, – it, it, we argue it was who came up with it first, but um, it, it became Apple Show Fridigans with putting Applebee's and Chili's and Bennigan's and Fridays together because they were all kind of the same place. But that, that Bennigan's wasn't. But anyway, 
enough on that. Enough on that, Jeff. Man, I, I like your word. Um, you know, something that makes you mad. The more of it you, you, you get, that's that's irritating or that's infuriating. But if each new encounter makes you even more mad than the step before, statistically positive first and second derivative. Anyway, that's infuriating. I like it. That's a great <laughs> word. I remember my, my, my buddy came up with one of those, and I don't know if we always wonder whether it was on purpose or whether it was planned or not, but he said, oh, yeah, that, their so-and-so was especially inmemorable. And my buddy calls him out and he's like, wait a minute, how can something be inmemorable? Like, oh, yeah, that's not even a word. And he goes, well, you, don't, you really don't know that word? You know how when you're famous – been well known, but it's only for something bad. You're infamous. Yep. And he's kind of dead, deadpan. He stands there, and of course, everybody knows like, oh, light bulb, they immemorable. Yeah, I remember it really sucked. But um, you know, I like it. Infuriating is another word. Perfect. It needs. If it's not in the dictionary, it needs to be in there. Um, question for you, Jeff. If uh, and certainly hope it doesn't come to this, but if we keep struggling in the second third in the second third games, especially if there's the danger of bad weather on a Friday night. Do you see um, uh, much risk in uh, saving Barco to go Saturday? And, uh, you know, because if the weather, you know, the last thing you want to do is throw Barco out there for three or four innings and then have him have to sit down and so forth. Do you think by maybe spacing it out so we can count on getting a good game from him Saturday? Uh, if, if, the, if the bullpen keeps struggling, is that something you think you might consider doing? What do you think about that? I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't do it if there's no rain issues. Is that, I mean, I mean is it the only reason you're saying is if, it looked like I something was threatening. Well, yeah, but no, you don't. To put a day rest between when we might be taxing our bullpen. No, I don't think there's there's any chance. I mean, the philosophy is to go out and I mean, you can maybe say, well, let's strategize and not throw our best pitcher against their best pitcher, but our best pitcher should beat their best pitcher. I mean, that's how good right. Barco is. So you want to go get game one, no matter what. So you don't chance it and throw throw off and and then try to go win game two, because if he doesn't, now you've already lost the series, where at least if you get the first one and he goes eight innings, then guess what? You've got all the guys available for Saturday and Sunday, and you piece it together, and hopefully you get somebody that starts to figure it out. So I don't think there's any chance that that would ever happen. Okay, fair enough. That, that was really an offshoot, but if there's any kind of bad weather, I do not want to see Mark going out there and getting up and down and up and down. I think that's a form for disaster for us, so hopefully we can avoid Friday night bad weather. That's right. Um, last thing, uh, Pat, you're mentioning food poisoning, quick food poisoning stories. My wife and I went to New Orleans, and it would have been uh, right at New Year's 1992. And we were, of course, we were getting ready to play Notre Dame, which was not very fun. But um, anyway, we went out on the town, and uh, I always mostly ate steamed oysters, and my wife had raw oysters. And the next day, I spent all day with her at the hospital emergency room. Literally all day, she was like, "You know, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die." And it was she, the only thing that had to be her oysters because other than that, we all had the same thing. And um, so it was miserable. And uh, then, like we, like we got out. She didn't want to go to the game. I, I got over there and met, met my buddy. And we went in, and then the game was a lot of fun too. So, well, we wait a minute. Our, she didn't go to want to go to the game. Did she not go to the game? No, she didn't go to the game. She was so she you was left her home. She you left her at the hotel. Yeah, she didn't want to be the hoop. She wanted to go sleep. She didn't want me there. And she said, go, go. You know, she, that, that was that was mutual decision. And that was still married? You know, well, that was 32 years. That wasn't a, oh, you can go, you know, I'll, I'll get it later. She didn't want me around. She felt bad once they got, once they gave her something to put her to sleep, she wanted to freaking sleep and not, not feel bad. I, I'm, I'm seeing how this really went, Porter. You poisoned her so you could go to the game and have fun <laughs> and not have to deal with her. 
No, man, we had no kids back then. My wife was, well, my wife was, uh, you know, she she was, she was, she was good to go. But um, that sucked. You said man. was. But, you know, ever since then, I've been extreme. I still love raw oysters, but now I absolutely, positively only get them from like one or two places that uh, I know where they're coming from. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Go all right, Porter. Well, I, after all this talk about uh, food poisoning, I think that apparently it was a stomach virus now because my wife has it, Mm-mm. and she is not. She is now saying I. Could have been nicer to you when you were throwing up so loudly, because she's now she's doing the same thing. But I feel. Do you think it when you guys were making out at the wedding, it came from your belly into her belly? Is that how it works? The saliva. I don't understand how. Well, I would assume that it happened from her going into the bathroom, where I had you know some things that happened, right? Maybe. (laughs) But it could be that uh, it was because she drove home. You know, yesterday, and it could be that during the car ride. I don't know. I don't know. Weird. Weird how stuff works. Luckily, it's only about a day and a half. Yes, that is a good thing. Always a good thing when we hear from the Gator Man, so let's do that next. Gator Man, what's up? How you guys doing? As far as baseball and softball, the bottom line is this. The Gator softball and baseball, they got a lot of freshmen, and sometimes freshmen struggle as freshmen. Every every now and then you get those special freshmen that get on campus and they get it done, but sometimes they don't get it done. When you're relying on them, sometimes they just don't uh, live up to the height. Well, we knew that going in on baseball, that it was going to be up to their freshman pitchers how well they did. But um, And they've had moments, but they've also had very bad moments, as you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll get on to my top ten list. That's the, the main thing I called in for. I understand that the Gators had a hire and a sister from Mississippi State Yesterday in basketball, and I've I've seen a lot of criticism as why they hired him. But I got the top ten reasons Gator fans need to pump their brakes on criticizing coaching new hires and who hires them. Number ten, from top to bottom, you have hit the best university in the SEC. Number nine, where did Steve Spurrier coach at before he got to UL? Number eight, Billy mm-hmm. Donovan never won a national title before he got to UL. Number seven, Mississippi State is not University of Florida. Number six, it's all about taking advantage of your opportunity. And number five, every great coach had his first win. Number four, every great player had his first play. Number three, how many fans ever played the game? And number two, we all have jobs. Somebody took a chance that we would get it done. And number one, real fans support the university. It don't matter whoever the coach is until they prove they can't get it done. The Gatorman has been on, and the Gatorman is gone. Thank you, Gatorman. By the way, he is speaking of Corey McCrary, who has joined Todd Golden's staff, who was also with Ben Howland at UCLA when they were going to the Final Fours. And he recruited – I mean – I, there was no shortage of talent in Mississippi State. I, 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 to be honest with you, I'm not surprised they fired Ben Howland. He should have gotten that team into the tournament. They got the players. Yes, so. good, uh, good recruiter for sure, and that's what you need around these parts. All right, we need a break, so we'll do that, come back, and keep the phone calls coming in next on the tailgate. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold Hold hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sky starting off mostly clear tonight with temperatures falling into the lower 60s before midnight. Low temperatures before daybreak in the mid-50s with areas of dense fog likely, especially toward interior counties. That'll burn off by the mid-morning and lots of sunshine tomorrow afternoon. High temperatures in the mid-80s. We get even warmer on Wednesday with highs in the upper 80s. Rain chances start to rise by Thursday. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager, was on with us yesterday, and he, uh, he had a guarantee for the Dodgers this season. We are winning the World Series in 2022. Put it on record. So what's the fallout if you don't win it? Oh, you said you guarantee. Okay, he believes in his team. But I appreciate, you know, Dave making the guarantee. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming in March, the NCAA Tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Florida Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dewey, right here on the ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Speaking of young William Napier, yeah. or as I like to call him, 
Mike Napier. Um, so you're at a pro day today, and, yeah. and we're hoping that they have a better pro day next year and the year after that and the year after yes. that. Yes, that's how I signed off the air, was hoping it would be what, what double the amount of people. Yes, and better players. Yes, because you, you that's what I mean, double the amount of players that are l- getting looked at. Well, that's the thing. We were talking, Coach Spurrier and I were talking about this off the, off the uh, air today about how it's so different in football and basketball, how coaches – you know, you've got to have players in basketball, but the coaches coach, and they coach their butts off. In football, a lot of guys are, you know, administrative assistants, basically. They're just putting, you know, somebody else is putting together a game plan, and somebody else is coming up with a defense, and you're just kind of, like, he says most coaches. I don't know if it's most, but it, maybe it is. But um, the bottom line is you still, in both sports, in ev- every sport, you got to have players. This is where mm-hmm. Florida is now. They've recruited well, but they're young, in the pitching staff, so they, they've got the players, but they've got to bring them along, and it may be slower than we think. But in uh, football wise, you got to get no, better like players. You here. you win football games, and and it was cool doing it with Doring and, and Shane today because obviously they understand the sport and they've been around it for a really long time. But I mean, we had a ten minute discussion on the importance of D linemen and how fast these guys are now. And when oh, those yeah. guys, are, like, look at why Georgia won a national title because of their defense. Exactly. And it's guys getting after the quarterback, disrupting things because everything is so geared now for the offense to be successful. But if you don't have time, then it's not going to be successful. And that's the only way it's not going to be successful is if you disrupt the quarterback and you're able to do some different things. So, I mean, to me, more than anything else, looking at that defensive line, and I listen, I love Antonio Valentino as a player, as a kid, as a, a an interview guy, as a guy you got to hang out with this year. I had a lot of fun with him, but, I mean, that's what you're looking at Antonio Valentino on Florida and you're looking at, what, three or four first-rounders on Georgia. Yeah. So that's the difference in the team. And I think, you know, even in talking to Napier today, a, a little bit about spring ball and the different things that were going on, you know, he kind of hinted that he's okay with the first team. Like he feels those guys are going to be okay, but there's no depth behind them. They just yeah. don't have the roster built up for that. So that's why other teams are going to beat you. For, for 60 minutes, they can run out two, three guys and – Stay fresh. Or yeah. Florida's running out one guy, and then they're tired, and then you see what happens. Well, and I think in the case, like they they get the three guys at, for defensive tackle off the transfer portal, and they were all okay, but none of them were great. No. None of them, none of them were dominant. None of them were Jordan Davis for for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, and they all allowed LSU's running back, who I don't even remember his name. Who was their running back that ran for five hundred yards against? It them? was. Uh, like a assassin because he was three names. No, that was the year before. That was Edward Solaire. No, this guy had three names. He too, had three names. He? I don't even remember. Pretty it, sure he did. And that's how un- uninspiring he was the rest of the year. Yeah, but they allow that one. Game. If you allow that to happen, now again, some of that is coaching. There's no doubt about it. All right, back to the phones we go. ATX Gator joins the show. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? How's everybody doing? Doing great. Good, good. Disappointing weekend for sure. I uh, unfortunately only really got to watch uh, some of Sunday, a little bit of Friday night. Um, you know, it, it looks like Jeff and I mean, you know, we we've talked about this before too. With and you mentioned it when that guy Seth was calling. I think he he was leading to something. I think he might have phrased it a little bit wrong. And then I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. And it's the I forget what you were calling, but the travel the travel ball boys or whatever. Yep, the entitled kids. Or, yeah, 
listen, Sully, we're, we're not replacing, like, that's not even in a conversation, but it seems like he gets these top-ranked class, but they're these kids who are the travel ball kind of loity-toity, not gritty type kids, and so we constantly have maybe a lot of talent, which will win you some games, right? But yep. maybe it's like rather than having the top three class in the country, let's have the top ten class, but with the kids that are going to do every little thing that you need to actually get you over the, the finish line. I think, you know, and again, like I said, I wasn't as tuned in as I wish I was this weekend, but LSU was one of those teams I talked to you about, you know, back in, I don't know, January or February, that I love that kind of style of play they have. It's, everyone's uniform is dirty, and you're supposed to bunt, they bunt, and you're supposed to do this, they do that, and and it always seems to be like, you know, team before self, right? They aren't swimming for the fences. They don't care if they get a strikeout. They just need to get an out. Um, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to get your perspective, what you saw. I don't want to overreact. I, I mean, we're, what, second series in, in the SEC, so yeah. let's, you know, hey, yeah. give, give them some time. Let's see if they can develop. But what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing to me, and it's it's been evident for, for a while now, and, and, and it's hard because – it was the number one recruiting class in the country. When you go by these rankings and perfect game and all that stuff, it, it's some really good players. But now that I'm involved with the the travel stuff and I see what other teams are doing, like some of these bigger organizations. So let's just say the guy's Pat Dooley, and and Pat's a really good player in high school. That's true. And he's a a junior. I, I peaked though. And he wants to, you know be a part of this travel team, but now this other travel team wants to fly him in because they want to win this tournament, but they're going to go pay for his flights and they're going to pay for everything because there's going to be scouts here that day. So Pat just flies in, pitches his one game when it's a week-long tournament, and then bails on the team, and then the next week he's going to another. Like these, these guys don't know how to be teammates. It's all about the individual stuff of what they're doing, and I think you can sense that a lot. And I just I would rather go get – like. To me, why Mississippi State won the national title last year, it's all these like country boys that, that have a, a love for the game and they just have a fight. And like you yep. said, ATX Gator, they get their uniforms dirty. And we have a few of those guys or just not enough of them. And I think a lot of our guys, they're very good front runners. So when, when things are going well and they're, you know, they're jawing from the dugout, they're having a good time, they're talking, but any kind of adversity hits, they're not used to it. They don't know how to handle it. So they kind of just curl up in the fetal position. They don't know how to fight. Like, I would rather go have four or five guys that want to fight and and keep a team together and keep them into a game the entire time because when Florida falls behind, that energy in the dugout completely goes away. And it's it's really infuriating, especially when you see other teams maintain it for nine innings. Yeah, and that's something yeah. that, that still falls on Sully, too. I mean, but but it, it's... It but is, Sully runs it more like a big league program. Yeah than anything else and, and rightfully so he puts all these guys at the next level and he's getting guys to the big leagues but I don't know it's, it's sometimes if you want to win in college it's almost like you need to to build it differently but isn't it hard to know whether a guy has that factor when he's a high school kid you know it, I mean not if you go and watch him play well he watches he goes more than anybody right yeah well, in, in, in Jeff, I, that, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? It's those kids who want to fight. And that, that is also infuriating. And, again, I wish I could get to the ballpark, but watching on TV. And you can even sense it sometimes on TV, right, where you're like, okay, like maybe have a little bit more fire. And 
like bring your own energy, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. when we're up, when we're up nine to one, sure, Florida wants to you know talk crap and blah, and, and pile it on, and maybe we'll win fifteen to one. But like I, I'm not as excited about that. I'd rather you be down five to two in the seventh, come back and win six five, and and you show that kind of grit. And so I don't know. I know you're 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 really close with the program and, and, and things like that. So I don't know everything that you can or can't say, but is Sully aware of that? Like, is that something he's. Yeah, know, I, I think like, so. Okay. I, I think yeah, he's, I he's actually, yeah, he's had conversations with the team about having more energy, more fire on the mound. And, and I think you're seeing some of those guys do that, but I don't know if it's something you can, you can really teach. If you're, you're trying to sit there and force it out of them, you're not going to get it. Like you have to get guys that already have that, and that's the mindset they have of playing. Like if I'm if I'm going to scout a game, and, and I, I'm going to do this a lot. My my kid's a, a sophomore, so this is a a really big summer. This is where a lot of colleges are going to look at teams. And gosh, I ran into probably half of the SEC coaches at some of these tournaments last year. And like when I sit there and I coach and I'm watching, there there's there's evidence that there's good players. I mean, there's a kid that can hit it 400 feet and he looks good in batting practice and you're like, wow, that, that's a guy. But then when he pops up to second base and is second at bat and he's not even halfway down the line when the ball's caught, well, I'm going to cross that guy off. I, I'd rather go get the guy that when he pops up to second base, he's almost to second base by the time it's caught because he's hustling out of the box and he's playing with a certain type of energy. And and I only see that with a couple guys on this team. So it, it's almost like he probably needs to to change the way that he looks at some of the kids and go get those guys before they get to school because once they're in school, you, you can't change the way that they are. No. Got it. So we'll see. All right. Cool. All, All right. right. Well, keep up the good work, gentlemen. Always right. good to connect with you. Have a good Thanks, one. Thanks, ATX Gator. Appreciate you. We've got to get uh, one final break, so we'll knock that out. We'll come back, get a few more phone calls to seal the deal on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Alex West. Florida baseball has fallen to number 14 in the nation after dropping two of three games to LSU last weekend. The Gators are set to take on FSU tomorrow in Jacksonville at 7 o'clock. The Gators football pro day has begun, and 14 former Gators and two returning Gators will be participating in workouts in front of NFL general managers, coaches, and scouts. In college hoops, John Rothstein reports that Florida point guard Tyree Appleby will return to college basketball for his fifth year. However, the team he will play on is undetermined. Number one, North Carolina State will face off against number two, UConn, in the Women's Elite Eight today at 7 o'clock. You can tune in right here at WRUF for live coverage at 645. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Alex Twist. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You've been hearing about it. Now it's here. IDC's spectacular store-wide spring sale, Friday through Sunday. You save up to 20% store-wide. Plus, take advantage of up to three years zero interest financing. You know when International Diamond Center has a sale, it's the real deal. And this is the big one. Designers are here with their entire collections. Rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, and yes, thousands of engagement ring mountings. I mean, you can't miss this. Up to 20% savings store-wide, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only at International Diamond Center. At Celebration Point, on approved credit. 
Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. They are breaking all the rules at International Diamond Center this weekend with the biggest store-wide sale of the year. Extra savings on virtually everything Friday through Sunday. Save up to 20% on all rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands. It's our annual spring store-wide sale. Thousands of engagement ring mountings on sale. Plus an expanded selection of certified diamonds and all-new designer jewelry. And for these three days, you can enjoy up to three years zero-interest financing. Don't miss this once-a-year event. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. And only at International Diamond Center. At Celebration Point. On approved credit. Coming in April, Tampa Bay Rays Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, we welcome you back. Just a few minutes left here on a Sonic Sound Off Monday. It is the tailgate, and we go right back to the phones to uh, snag a few calls. And the Cattleman is next. What's up, Mikey? Hey, guys. Enjoying the show as usual. Hey, Pat, uh, did I get called a troll last hour? I was kind of... No, that, was, that wasn't you, I don't think. Or, no, Pat, <laughs> Pat threw that in I there. think I did, yeah. You yeah. did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I just, maybe I had a uh, lint in my iPhone there or something. No, yeah, you're definitely a troll. There's no uh, doubt about it. Well, I guess if I'm a troll, I, I disagree with you there, Pat. I try to just enjoy the show, talk a little straight-up sports with you guys, but... I'll, I'll play the villain. I'll, I'll, you know, you say I do that a lot. I guess I need to encourage my Lady Vol softball solders on the uh, big series win. And I don't know if y'all noticed. I guess you did, Jeff. I believe uh, Tony Vols is ranked number one in both polls. Yeah, they're, they're they doing are. pretty good. They're yeah. all undefeated what, what, in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't even brought that up. But since I got caught a troll last hour, I figured <laughs> I saw you a little red mate. Fair enough. Hey guys, end the show real quick. Um, I think this is Steve. I'm kind of interested in this Penny Hardaway deal. I've been under the assumption that the NCA is declawed, as I like to say, but yet we did see Will Wade get fired after his notice of allegations, and kind of wondering about Penny Hardaway also if he's going. He's their favorite son. I'm wondering if they'll make him uh, walk the plank or try to fight it. But uh, uh, end of the show here, guys. One thing on Coach K, and I'll clear out. Um, let's face it, guys. I'm kind of neutral to pro, slightly pro Duke, so there's no agenda here. I like that Leitner shot over Kentucky. Can't get enough of it. But um, let's face it, we're going to see a world class butt kissing coming up for Coach K this Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, um, I, I've already seen that. What Jim Nance is being called Jim Duke fan. Yeah. Okay. Well, the two things that bother me, guys, and I'll clear out is is Coach K. Uh, decried the one-and-done stuff. Calipari got all the attacks. And then Duke got in the one-and-done game 
at least a decade ago, probably longer. I've always been under the uh, pretty much logical conclusion that these one-and-dones, these five-star top ten players, they don't go, come on your campus for free. They're getting paid. Do you agree with me that, Pat, I know you always said we'll prove it, but um, I think everybody knows Calipari and World Wide West were paying these dudes, but yet you don't seem to hear the same assumptions or, uh, you know, accusations. I don't, I don't, Duke's paying these players, but you're not going to hear that over this Final Four. Well, I, I, I don't – I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. I have no idea whether they are or not. How, just because okay. good players are playing there. So you're saying everybody yeah. who's been a great player in the history of college basketball was paid to go to, go to that school. Um, it's been under the table forever, and now it's over the table. But I think most people understand Kentucky will definitely pay you. But you're not going to go to Kentucky to go play at Duke for free. I just don't think it passes the smell test. Well, I mean, they definitely had issues – Previously, I mean, we know about the the uh, FedEx package full of cash, and and they had, but I, I don't know that Calipari's cheating. I don't think you have to cheat to get players to go to Kentucky. Well, okay, but you know who World Wide West is, don't you, Pat? I do very well. I okay. mean, uh, and one other thing, in the show, guys, not clear out. My number one pet peeve is not players players getting paid. It's um, exceptions at every school in America. These elite schools. Um, if you can't get if you if you can dribble basketball, you're getting in. Just because you got a five star by your name doesn't mean you can pass English 101. 99. There we people, go again. Uh, Every jock is dumb. Every jock is stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not listening to this crap anymore. Every time he calls in, at some point he turns it into all all athletes are stupid. All all athletes are dumb. They they wouldn't get. One of the uh, LSU players was a microbiology major. No, he well that's because he's not getting paid. He's going to LSU. He I probably just can't is. take that too much. I know I yeah. shouldn't let him get to me, but he gets yeah, to me when he shouldn't. says that but every I, time. I mean, obviously, there have been plenty that haven't paid. Sure, but and, and yeah, there are not obviously all plenty of dumb. There, there's, there are guys that go players. to Duke that are road scholars, and they're really good basketball players too. What was the dude from uh, Florida State? What that was? Uh, My, uh, My, not Myron Roll. Uh, yeah, Roll. Roll. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, he's a Rhodes, it Rhodes it scholar. Role, though. It was, uh, His brother. Yeah. I so, I mean, there there are guys that are smart that can go well, to school. It's like every, every – and it's the same way on every campus. There are guys that would get in anyway. But the point is, obviously, what are you supposed to do? Well, we're only going to take smart players. Well, guess what? Enjoy your uh, getting fired after two years. <laughs> yes, you need a mixture. Yeah, well, you get you get the best players, and you hope that they can qualify. And if they qualify, then you've got to be good enough to keep them going. And these guys get all the breaks as far as that goes in terms of things like the Hawkins Center here at the University of Florida uh, that they have. To If they don't graduate, it's their fault. Let's just put it that way. Agreed. But, I mean, you've got – if you don't keep – that's why they brought in the APR was to keep people from just – Getting guys in and not, you know. Yeah, but the one and dunners, they don't have to like. So you get a guy that goes to Kentucky. Yeah, but you only you go to one semester and you're eligible, and then you're you're done with school. So you don't have to care about school. I think there. I think well, I think it's it's just a bigoted comment when you say that, and I I just think it's your prejudice against athletes, and I I don't go with that. Well, we'll finish up a comment on on pro day today and, and getting that opportunity to be there. You, you hope for for some of those guys are really good kids. I thought Elam was really good. He he looked he looked the part. And his his issue, I think, he got very handsy on on certain things. I mean, he he's got the footwork, he's got the tools, he's got there 
you know, a- Anthony Richardson was there throwing the balls today, which I didn't I know, know was legal. I didn't either. I but saw I, it that. must be a, a new change of thing. But he's out there with his glasses on and like flip flops, and he's playing catch with everybody. And he didn't throw the greatest. And there was one where Elam had to actually go down like below his knees and grab it. And Kyer flipped his hands, put his thumbs like the right way, and I was like, "Man, that that actually shows." So by by AR making a bad pass, it actually probably helped Elam because some of these people said, "Well, he can catch; he's got some good hands." So I thought he was impressive yeah. today, and it's people didn't throw his way a whole lot. And, no, and that's, they didn't. The problem was they could go the other way, right? Especially and once Jaden Hill got hurt. Yeah. So maybe that's a good thing. And then I, I really, you just you you watch Damian Pierce again in person, and. Is there one he person? He runs so low to the ground, it's so hard to tackle him. Like, somebody's going to yeah. love that guy. Is there one person in the Gator Nation or who's ever covered Florida football this year in the last few years who thinks Damian Pierce got enough carries? I don't mm-hmm. know that one person. Yeah, there's not. There, they, I mean, in fact, I brought that up to Spurrier today. He goes, oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. It's just dumb. That was bad. But maybe that's a good thing for the next level because your shelf life for a running back is like three uh, years. Well, so he, maybe he's got six years. He's like, him. hey, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to get yeah, like more than six carries in a game. I think he had one double figure game, and that was the last one because they uh, coaches changed double and double figures in carries. I think it was the last one. I think that was the only one he had this year. Yeah, but the other guys were good too. It's not they like were, they sucked. They were, but I, I just. And I love Damian Pierce. I'd like yeah, to I see that. He but was, I thought he was. I thought he ran the hardest of anybody. And I would give. The, I would give the ball to the guy who runs the hardest. That would be my rule. Okay. Like and I, I, but not necessarily give the ball to pitch to the guy who throws the hardest. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it comes in there flat and that it goes it, out fast. That it does. Well, it wasn't hard to hang out with you today. Uh, nice easy couple I, hours. I, I feel bad. I'm not gonna see you for a while, man. Yeah, it's you're gonna be. A, you're gone. Be a rough week. Baseball no, the rest be, of the way. It's not going to be rough. I got Robbie Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. He'll be good. Yeah. I'm up. All right. Have a good time. Yeah, I'm out of here for the rest of the week with baseball over in Jacksonville tomorrow. Then we'll leave Wednesday for Georgia and hopefully whoop up all them dogs. Come on. You, it's up in, to you uh, to get Athens. that done. Yeah, I got to figure that out and, and be better. <laughs> all right. Appreciate everybody for tuning in today. Uh, plenty of really good calls. We had a, a great time, as we always do, from 4 to 6 here on WRUF. For Pat Dooley, I'm Jeff Cardozo. Cheers. See you. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.